You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. Welcome back onto this edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. It's good to be with you. My name is Brad Brown. We've got uh, the coach, Lindsay Parry, with us once again. Lindsay, nice to have you with us and nice to see you. Yeah, uh, good to be back from, from Tokyo. Are you, trip. are you still dodging time zones? Do you still feel like you are in a, on a different continent? Took me two days, but no, it's much easier coming back from the west. So, um, no, the east, sorry. <laughs> it's much easier coming west is what I meant right. to say. Um, yeah, so a little bit of fatigue in the late afternoons, but it hasn't been too bad. Third Olympics experience? Um, look, not as good as the first two. Uh, not just because we didn't do as well as we've done in the past, but also just, you know, the the protocols and everything around the co- around COVID made it very difficult. And, and dealing with injuries um, leading into the games has been really tough. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my best. And one thing you did say to me is you've never seen rain like that in your life. You said it either doesn't rain or it comes down in sheets in Tokyo. And we, we saw that in the ladies' triathlon race, obviously being delayed because of rain. Uh, the bike and the run could have been wet suit legal. Yeah, and it, it, it was, it made for a very exciting race, but yeah, there were the expected crashes um, and there were some hairy moments for the ladies out on the bike course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into a question and it's one from Trevor Smith. Every time Trevor posts in the forum, I have to click on it because I love, I love Trevor. He's amazing. Uh, Trevor's in Australia and uh, the last time we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about cardiac drift on the podcast uh, and Trevor says, as I understand it, uh, it's a phenomenon that's caused by your blood volume dropping due to dehydration causing your heart rate to rise to meet the same level of intensity. Now, if that's correct, does that basically mean you're working harder, uh, and this just explains why, and I assume your maximum heart rate won't change? So whether it's cardiac drift or going out stupidly fast, isn't the consequence the same, or have I missed something? And he said, P.S. Winter sucks. Trevor, I'm with you. It's not, it's not quite the same. Um, it's your heart is working harder, um, but you as an organism are not working harder. So there are two... There are two factors that um, cause that cardiac drift, and the one is exactly that. It's a drop in blood volume, so therefore we have less blood, um, and we still need to get around the same amount of oxygen so the heart beats faster to um, fix that problem. The second aspect of cardiac drift, which will happen in hotter and more humid environments, is that as we, as our core temperature goes up and the body has to work harder to cool us down, our heart rate will also have to go up because we will have to divert more of the available blood to the skin. So essentially the blood takes the heat, takes it to the skin, and through convection and conduction it then um, cools you as it sends the heat out into the, into the atmosphere. Now that type of cardiac drift will ultimately cause you to slow down uh, call it fatigue or, or certainly your body will, will send signals to you that you are getting more fatigued because what it's trying to do is to control the generation of heat. And so if we lower the intensity, the heat that we generate will be reduced or be less. Um, so those are the two types. But the cardiac drift that happens purely from a blood volume point of view, that does not 
lead to any increase in effort, intensity, um, physiological stress other than the, the slightly higher heart rate. And that's why often when I help people set up race plans and race according to heart rate, we use heart rate in the first hour to set intensity and then you know what it feels like. And from there on, there will be a very gradual cardiac drift, which becomes quite marked around three, four hours into exercise. Um, but you are not going to have the perceived fatigue that comes with that increase. In fact, you'll be quite surprised to see, the hang on, why is my heart rate 10, 15, maybe even 20 beats per, per minute higher? So, um, no, if you set your intensity correctly at the beginning using heart rate and then just hold on to that intensity as a general feeling that is the way to, to go and you can ignore cardiac drift unless you're in extreme um, conditions. And even then, you can allow in extreme conditions, you can allow about 5 to 10, probably 10 if it's hot and humid, beats per minute. That is just down to the environmental conditions. If it starts to drift more than that, in the early stages of the race, then yes, that that means your body is now under stress um, and it's not able to meet the requirements to cool itself. And that means that it's only a matter of time before your body essentially forces you to slow down. Cool. Trevor, great question. Lindsay, thank you very much for that. We look forward to catching up again soon. Cheers, Brad. Hey, it's Brad here. Before I go, if you're coming back from an injury or if you're just starting out running and are looking for a sensible training plan to get you on track, then our math training plans are exactly what you need. You can get access to them as well as our team of expert coaches in the Coach Parry Training Club right now. To join the club, simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash club or click the link in your podcast player now.